it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, 
explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Hello, folks, and welcome back to this episode of the CPG Guys. I'm Sri, one of the aforementioned CPG Guys, and my host, joining me week over week, my co-host here is the VP of Partner Strategy and Development at Fetch Rewards, a mobile loyalty platform, a loyalty and CRM expert, and an e-commerce and omni-channel accelerator. Please join me in welcoming the other CPG guy. But wait, I don't know how he made time for this episode because I hear you've been busy recording for the new block to be blockbuster film, No Time to Die as 007 himself. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Peter. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Yes, I think that's how, how he Can said you it. Resolve finger. the mystery for our audience, shaken or stirred? I'm actually uh, stirred, not shaken. I'm much more of a Daniel Craig, not a uh, Roger Moore Bond. That's that's my angle. Stirred, not shaken. But Shri, how you? I'm doing great, man. Both of us are the same. This is awesome. So great to be with you again, and another hopefully another really exciting episode coming up. Likewise, sir, and thank you. But before we get to our guests, I want to remind our audience that all of our content, over 140 plus episodes, are available on. Yes, Peter, 140 plus episodes. Who would have thought? 40 plus podcasting platforms that includes Apple, Spotify, you name it, and so much more may be found by visiting cpgguys.com. And the best part, we don't charge you for this. The content is all included. It's all free. And if you aren't following us on LinkedIn or want to join this growing family of listeners who actually influence who we bring on the show, what we discuss in the transformation of the CPG and retail industry, all you have to do is go to LinkedIn.com. On the search box on the top left, type CPG Guys and hit the blue plus follow button. And that's all you got to do. Or when you hit C- when it hits CPG Guys, it'll bring you to our page anyway. All you got to do is hit the follow button. That way you'll get to listen, see all of the content we're producing. Increasingly, video and live streaming are the mediums of choice for marketers to engage consumers on their website. E-commerce businesses, publishers and advertisers seek to create platforms that deliver engaging user experiences on their website. Web stories traditionally only gave users an engaged experience on social media. But now, drumroll please, brands and retailers can give their customers an engaged content experience that they are familiar with right on the websites. And what did we do? The CPG guys partnered with Firework on a two-episode series to explore our web stories significantly enrich user experience on brand and retailer websites, dramatically accelerating the path to purchase. No debate there. This, of course, is episode two. Episode one aired September 4th, 2021 with Vincent Yang, their founder. And here to speak to us about the use of web stories as a, and as a consumer engagement tool is Fireworks' very own Chief Revenue Officer. Please join Peter and me in welcoming Jeff to the podcast. Jeff, how you doing? Thank you. Thanks for the welcome. Thank you, Peter and Shree, for having me today. It's great to be here with the famous CPG guys. Peter, how about that? Somebody called us famous, huh? We are legends in our own minds, Shree. We'll take the own minds part. Jeff, before we uh, get to the questions Peter and I have prepared for us, would you let our audience know a very brief introduction on what your title is and what what do you do for Firework? And give us a brief introduction of Firework. Okay, I'm the I'm the chief revenue officer at Firework. 
And Firework is a B2B SaaS company with an advertising backend. We empower every single brand, publisher, and retailer to do short-form shoppable video and interactive live stream on their own website. We make their website immersive, swipeable, shoppable, and interactive. So when's the last time you could swipe a website? But now you can with Firework. Awesome. Shoppable. I'm going to guess it's a swipe to the left. But Jeff will decompose that mystery for us shortly. But thank you for that, <laughs> Jeff. Of course, as always, we're going to include links to both your LinkedIn profile and the Firework corporate site in the digital liner notes of the podcast episode for all our listeners. Let's go ahead and get ready to rumble. And I'm going to kick it off, Jeff, with the first question. Give us the scoop here. As a chief revenue officer, what do you specifically do for Firework? And what is your career journey? Why chief revenue officer of a media marketing company that's swipeable to the left? Well, first, let me, let me tell you about my, um, my career. So, and this will add a little bit why I'm here. So most recently, I was at Verizon Media, and I was head of North American sales and global client solutions. And prior to that, I was head of global sales for Snapchat. Before that, I was head of sales and marketing for Viacom. And that's my resume, but that's not the journey I took. I think about the journey as over my career, I've always tried to learn more and look for the next techs, next tech consumers are heading to. Where are they going? And then my job's always been to figure out how to monetize it. So I went from network to cable, TV with digital, maybe we call that web 1.5, where everyone had to have a website. Everyone had to have one. Eventually, they had to have an app after that. And no one really ever went to them but they had to have it. And then I moved to social or web 2.0, the centralized web dominated by the wall gardens. And we had Google and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Amazon and snap where I was. And along the way, data and privacy became a major issue, making many people feel there was too much control in the hands of too few. And people wanted transparency and regulators wanted more, trans more transparency. So during that period, I went to programmatic and I pushed for, Transparency, transparency for clients, transparency of fees. And now I've moved to Web 3.0, where Firework sits. And we want to empower, as I said, the 350 million individual websites of the decentralized web. Firework wants to help brands, publishers, and retailers build up their own equity and their own platforms and tell their own stories on their own sites. And I think that's, that's very, very important. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. You mentioned walled gardens. That's just another term for closed-loop systems, right? And that's really where shoppable media has existed of late. It is in third-party social media platforms. Can you educate our audience as to why live streaming shoppable video is so hot? I mean, what is it delivering? And isn't this really something that the Far East is leading the way with? And how does your solution kind of change the dynamic and let that exist here? Okay. I mean, interactive live streaming is the biggest growth sector in e-commerce globally by far. Shoppable video is very hot because it's engaging. It creates community and it drives conversion and it works. You know, I often say how lucky am I to work in an organization where the product really works and it all starts with introduction and then adoption. Live streaming was first introduced in the East with content only as it was here. And it encompassed all forms of entertainment and then moved to shopping, becoming as we'd call shop attainment. 
Remember, most good tech formats start in the east and they all move west. All right. In fact, most of the formats that you see on social media apps in the walled gardens all start in the east, move to the west. The live stream, no different. In both China and the U.S., it resonated first with both millennials and Gen Z. And Gen Y and Z are four times more likely, this is what they learned, to watch a product being introduced with video than read a product description. So live streams and shoppable video are intention-based. Watch, scroll, see, now swipe. So live, this is the number that get, catches everyone's eye. Live streams accounted for $135 billion in China last year, and it'll more than double this year to $300 billion. Big numbers. Live stream shopping accounts for 20% of all commerce in China, but it only accounts for less than a tenth of, of shopping in the U.S. A tenth, less than a tenth. Plus, a live stream works in any sector. Works for brand, works for publisher, works for D2C and retailer. And you don't need big production budgets to be successful. You only need authenticity, a good product, and firework. Um, from a tech POV, easy. We drop in a line of code, and this, this also makes it hot. We drop, drop in a line of code, and the magic happens. Shoppable video, and the interactive live stream comes alive. And we drive the traffic to the brand site with our patented native units. And we make it easy. We take care of everything. There's no friction. Desktop, mobile. Mobile web, mobile app, doesn't matter. We can drive heavy engagement five times the norm with the live stream and shoppable video. That's why it's so hot. But indeed, 300 billion, is that what I heard you say? And the double last year, I mean, those are like insane numbers, Jeff. 300 billion. So I'm not surprised that back in March, Forbes referred to Firework as the decentralized B2B version of TikTok. You know, I'm going to ask you in one second to tell us what the heck that means, decentralized B2B version of TikTok. But for our listeners, if you want to learn about the connection to the comparison to TikTok, you can always also go back to episode one that we had with uh, Vince. And he spoke quite about a bit about this as well. But I want to ask you the price question before that, Jeff. Should sure. this famous CPG guys have a TikTok page? I think that you should enable your own website and we should take Firework and enable it. And I think we could drive a lot more traffic to you and you could own your data and you could own your users and your listeners and bring them right to you and talk to them on a daily basis. I think you should, you should go that route. Thank so you. I would vote no on the Peter, I think the message is clear. We've not gotten a single one of our guests as of now to say, yes, you should absolutely have a TikTok page. But let's go back to the Forbes referral, decentralized B2B version of TikTok. What does that mean? Okay. Well, think about it. Let's take a step back to what we were talking about before. The internet is made up of two sides, right? The centralized and decentralized web. The centralized web is predominantly made of the wall gardens that we talk about. 70% of the content on these platforms are made up of short form video and live streams. Okay. But mostly short form video. TikTok especially. TikTok user uses short videos to drive strong engagement for consumers, and it, and it works. As I mentioned before, they're built for the user, the walled gardens. I ran global sales for Snapchat, and Evan is all about delivering a great user experience. And I think the other walled gardens, their intent is to deliver a great user experience, but they're not about delivering a great ad experience. The average ad length on these platforms is only about 1.4 seconds. In web 2.0, Facebook and Snapchat gave the user the right to vote 
if they like ads or not. They voted. They voted that they don't like ads and that they don't want to be interrupted. On the flip side, there are 350 million websites on the decentralized web with Shopify and others helping add 50 million or more a year. They feature zero shoppable videos and live streams. Instead, they're made up of text and static images, and they're boring. They, they don't drive engagement. They lack video, and they're built on old technology. And what we want to do is we want to bring short shoppable video, vertical video, and the live streams to all these websites across the web. And we want the brands to take back ownership of that user. We want the brands to become their own TikToks and their own walled gardens. Why rent the user for 1.4 seconds at a time when you can engage them and own them on your site? We want brands to build up their own equity. Shree, what I heard Jeff saying is that this plugs right into legacy platforms that brands are operating on, things like Shopify. Yeah, that makes it so much easier than trying to reinvent from from the get-go. I love that. So, Jeff, let's double-click down a little. How are brands and retailers leveraging the power of your offering? You know, what value are they seeing from Firework? And notably, I'm thinking about a big announcement that y'all just made with uh, with a little retailer out of Boise, Idaho called Albertson. So oh. give, give us a little peek under the hood and tell us uh, exactly how they're, how they're using this to power their experiences and the value they're getting. Well, on the consumer side of shopping, I think there are many changes going on in the industry, and many of these changes have been accelerated by the pandemic. Um, I think there are going to be permanent changes in how the Internet works, in how consumers consume content and shop entertainment, uh, changes in how brands interact with consumers moving forward. You know, Firework helps CPG and retailers better work together to position themselves better in the new, in this web 3.0, you know, and the rise of the decentralized marketplace. I always like that. The rise of, it sounds like out of a movie. So through the use of short shoppable videos and that interactive live stream, you know, all the brands, all the retailers, the DTCs, the publishers, CPG are going to take greater control and they're going to reclaim that data. And data is so important now. Data security adds in that whole experience, that shopping experience. And if brands want to co- compete in the battle for owning their consumers, their websites must offer the same dynamic, immersive, and engaging experience that the walled gardens have been for over the last eight to 10 years. I think when you look at Albertsons, which we're just, we're so fortunate to be in business with them. That's what they're looking for also. You know, they see the great results that we've talked about, and they're going to see it as we go live with them. You know, the results that clients of ours are seeing, you know, to date on engagement and that consideration that adds a cart and that conversion. So we're excited about the large deals like Albertsons, which, you know, I'm sure we'll be following up with a number of other retailers uh, before you know it and other announcements. So we're excited about this, the number of CPGs that are lining up they want to be part of this. They want to be part of this deal and to get it buy into that supply where we had set partners. It's an exciting time for shop attainment and the decentralized web. The network of executive women is a growing community of over 14,000 professionals representing nearly 900 organizations across North America. They're a strong collective voice for everyone in the corporate world who wants to see gender equality become a reality. They welcome all women and men who champion the cause of gender equity as members. 22 regions throughout the United States and Canada, New connects with members where they live and work. 
And with over 175 events each year, many of them online, New Connect's their members no matter where they are. For more information on how to get involved with New, visit newonline.org slash cpgguys. And don't forget to tune into the Advancing All Women podcast right here on Voice America, hosted by New President and CEO Sarah Alter. Listen every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment Channel with rebroadcasts weekly on the Voice America Influencers Channel and download episodes after the air wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, visit newonline.org slash cpgguys to learn more about becoming a member of New. You know what, Peter? I love that word. What comes to your mind, Peter, when you think of shop attainment? I think it's getting excited about buying things, which makes me just want to buy more, right? Isn't that what it's about? To me, it's about converting the sale from interest to intent to actual purchase. That's what shop attainment, to me, accelerates. Peter stole my thunder there because the next question I was about to ask you, Jeff, was exactly that, right? I've been raised in the industry, obviously, to think one of the most important metrics of success is exactly what Peter said. It's conversion, which is retail low, classic retail lower funnel being the most important thing because if you can't achieve that, you have no metrics. But talk to us about the core offerings of Firework. We get the shop attainment piece. It's pretty clear, but tell us more. And why is this shop attainment thing good for brands and retail? Okay. Well, you th- I think you have to think about how, what Firework does. Firework is this full funnel content solution. It attracts, it engages, it converts, and then it retains. So it attracts the consumer with that fast, targeted, swipeable live stream videos. Then we engage that consumer on those social streams and deliver them directly to video and live stream content on the brands or retailers, a brands or a retailer's website. And then we convert through immersive shoppable video experiences with full conversion analytics. And when consumers interact with video, you know, they want to buy more. They just they they see it, it's twice as likely to purchase. Brands advertise in the world gardens, but this is an important part. 97% of all transactions in the U.S. happen on the website of a retailer or a brand. They don't happen in the U.S. on a social app. They don't happen in the walled gardens. So consumers don't trust the walled gardens with their payment information. And this is so important when you're talking about conversion. But they do trust the individual websites that they frequent on a regular basis. So remember, more than half the country is millennial or younger. They want to experience that, that brand. They want to do it through video. They want We basically want to provide websites with the same tools that drive that engagement. We want to make them shoppable on a brand's own website, on a retail grocer's site. We engage the brand at the point of purchase when they have the intent to buy. That's where it's so important because now we get to the metrics and we look about that. Look at that. with We increase engagement five times. We click-through rates are going up by 18x. Increase engagement for 5x and add to cart by 30%. What CPG brand doesn't want to be the last content a consumer sees before they add to their cart? Especially when you think about impulse brands, candy, gum, snacks, beverages. They use they used to position themselves along that checkout line, and our product team has developed a special unit to meet those needs to be added in and increase online impulse sales. So it's all about conversion. And plus now, more than ever, CPGs need to collect data 
about that consumer preference when they're shopping. So in a decentralized world with shoppable video and live streams on a brand's own site, they get that data. They get all the data. And we give them everything. And that just increases conversion, increases how they can target. So, Jeff, how do you differentiate from perceived competitive offerings in this space? And, and more importantly, what can clients expect back from you? Because you mentioned data and insights. What are kind of like the KPI metrics that you think are important? I think you alluded to them, but if you could just enumerate them, that you're going to be able to deliver against that are actually going to help them grow their business. Sure. Well, first off, on differentiate from competitors, um, we don't really see that we have a competitor in the space. We offer a full package of short vertical videos, the live streams, plus an advertising solution. So for brands, publishers, retailers, and agencies, there's no one else that offers all of that. So we have the best short-form video and interactive live stream engineers. And this is more about answering the question on differentiating. Um, we have the best engineers, I believe, in the business. We have the smartest, most talented um, guys running the company, and Vincent and Jerry. And basically, we also have Rick Zhang, who's former head of engineering for Alibaba. And Rick founded their e-commerce short video, form video interactive live stream business. So we have you know that, plus we have more than half the monthly audience of the TikTok. And we just, we just hit 6 billion shoppable videos for the month. And people can, you know, often confuse doing a live stream on social media with putting on a live stream with us. And once they've done a live stream both, they won't confuse it anymore. Because the biggest complaint I ever hear from clients that go and do a live stream on social media is that they can't drive any traffic. And one of our biggest things is we can drive traffic. So this is still on the way to differentiate ourselves in the market. Um, there's no comparison. When we're driving consumers to a brand's own website. So, Basically, driving audience to a specific page in the wall garden doesn't work. On a social site like TikTok, you're competing with 10,000 Gen Zers, you know, doing a meme. Um, in data, we are offering clients real-time data all the time, real-time data covering all the videos, the live streams, viewership we offer them, deep metrics on viewership, deep metrics on engagement, on adding to cart, plus interactive data signals that we can pass on that are unique to Firework that no one else has, and we share all of our data with our firework clients. And that's all their own first-party data. And if they want to go deeper in certain areas, in certain metrics, we'll go there with them. We see this as a full partnership. So there's, it's their data. We know that. And we just want to help collect it with them and make them more informed. Big statement right there, Peter. It's their data. And firework will help enable collection of that data. I think with that sort of principle, you know, especially as you're redirecting to a brand website, which hopefully has DUC in this scenario, that's a big deal. Like, I can't, I can't even comprehend quickly how the 1P data would connect here for more targeted marketing offers, subscriptions, you know, the whole caboodle and the enchilada. But, you know, Jeff, I have to ask you an obligatory question. And we do that with all our guests who are here on the show for an episode. And that is, looking forward into the future for the benefit of our listeners would be curious if they want to get in touch with firework media i think it's pretty clear how the shop attainment works what's on your roadmap in the near and more 18 month scenario how do you get the word out that live streaming is one of the best mechanisms for roi 
especially those numbers you gave me from China, the $300 billion market that it's created or, or expected to create in this fiscal, that those are some whopping numbers that I'm sure brands would want to be a part of. Yeah, I'm, I think one of the things we have to do is create more awareness ourselves. We have to evangelize our message across the industry. We have to get out to more brands, retailers, you know, the agencies and DTCs. And the more we do business with, the more we talk to, the more we share these results, we need to market them, show them to others. I mean, I can't help but say I'm, again, increasing engagement 5X and, you know, click-through rates by 18X and add to cart by 30% are big numbers. You know, we start to say them a lot and we start to get used to them. But the, the, the point is they're very different in the industry. That's 18x times the average. That's, you know, 30% more. These stats alone open a lot of doors, no matter what the platform, you know, what platform they're on. They open doors. So we offer a full funnel solution, and we need to keep meeting more clients and drive. I think the most important thing is to drive down the funnel, developing deeper ways for our clients to discover and engage and convert. And, uh, I mean, the add to cart nine times the industry average is great. And now we have figured a way also to 10x the average add to cart conversion to purchase, which is very impactful. And we're quickly expanding our staff, you know, to cover more pubs and categories, agencies and brands, but we have to get those numbers out more and more. And we have to keep expanding our footprint in shop attainment with deeper analytics across the interactive live stream and video, shopable video. And basically we have to do more CPG guys. I think that's, that's one of the keys. Grand idea, Jeff. Grand idea. More CPG guys. I like that. Shri, what do you think? Hey, he had me at hello when he said famous guys, CPG guys. I know. So, he was buttering us up. I love that. Let me remind our audience, though, Peter, that all of our content can be found on cpgguys.com. You know, there's an easy way you can stay in touch with us. Go to LinkedIn.com, type CPG guys in the search bar. The page, resultant page that follows, aka the CPG Guys' page. All you got to do is hit the blue plus follow button. You can shape who comes on the show. You can tell us what you like, don't like. And another way to do that is simply by rating us at ratethispodcast.com slash CPG Guys. And, the, and what you can do over there is you can actually leave us a review. And you can also tell us in the review what you like from us and what you don't like from the CPG Guys. And... Uh, if one of you tells me we can have a CPG guys TikTok page, you know Peter and I are going to have a celebration party that night. Jeff, excellent stimulating discussion on shoppable media, its future, the left swipe, and what's going on in Asia. At the end of the day, the whole digital e-commerce revolution really came from the East. It's time to pay attention and make sure this time we're not 20 years behind what's happening in the East. But thank you for appearing on the podcast. Thank you for having me, both of you. Thank you very much. It's great Mr. to be Bong, here. Mr. Bong, I know you're busy with the movie shoot. I want to thank you for coming to this episode and finding a way to make time and show up. But your thoughts on shoppable media? Sri, I'm so inspired that up until now, we've said everything on CPG Guys is free. We're going to have to update our website and put shoppable video short stories on the site because that's where the industry is going. Like, what are we going to sell? We got to figure that out. But this is great. I listen. I love this, and what I love most, Shree, the thing I took away is that it's not like you have to rebuild your entire site engine. This plugs right into legacy platforms like Shopify. 
That is phenomenal from an implementation standpoint. I love this. This is what brands should be gravitating towards. We know that it works and people are excited about it in walled gardens, but they're not very happy about making payments in walled gardens. Now they can do it on the on the brand sites or the retail sites that they trust. You know, this is phenomenal. Super thrilled, Peter, that a service provider has actually said, I'm not going to create a whole bunch of new platforms and 35 different APIs and plugins and yep. we'll plug into Shopify. It's not going to get easier than that from an actual product standpoint and from an execution standpoint. That makes me really happy. For our audience, Peter, thank you for joining. This is part two of the partnership, of course. Part one did air, as I said, back a month ago in September. And we will look forward to seeing you in another episode of the CPG Guys with Equally Simulating Conversation. Thank you all. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.